I call to my side my Weebine Harrier. Welcome to Weeboots, the only contemporary anime review podcast from Gigaboots.com. I am your host, Anime Danime, and with me, as usual, is Bob. Bell means beautiful in French, but only with the E. From Gigaboots, <laughs> Dr. Agro. Hosoda means twist the knife in Japanese. <laughs> From Dr. Agro, KZ for KZExcellent.com. If you want me to do well, I guess that means you love me. And Mr. Feel for Mr. Feel's Wild Ride. I have two interlocked geese as a face. <laughs> Welcome. Man, try scanning you with the AI again. I don't think it worked. <laughs> this yeah. is who I am inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? All right. Uh, we are reviewing Bell, the the Mamoru Hosoda directed film. For people who don't know, Mamoru Hosoda did uh, Summer Wars, The Girl Left Through Time, uh, The Boy and the Beast, and others. We're very excited to talk about this. It just came out on HBO Max. I wonder how long it will be there. <laughs> Every streaming platform is now an interesting quicksand environment. <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone by the time this comes out. Oh, like, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be really good. Uh, this is an anime film. You've probably seen one of those if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the movie, we have to do things backwards as always. Uh, Bob, who made this aside from the director? Because I, I, I jumped to that already. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, it was produced by the Anime Production Studio, Studio Shizu. That apparently just really works with Mamoru Hosoda. They worked on The Boy and the Beast, uh, Mirai, and a few other recent ones of his, and basically nothing else. These are like cooperation on other stuff, but nothing else solo. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, before we really dive into individual comments and other things, we're going to do broad strokes what the film is about. The film is about the virtual world, you, and how you can go into you and be become an A-ass... <laughs> Uh, which is a virtual you for you that is derived from you. Did the movie ever say what AS stands for? I don't think it did. Another self? No, maybe? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think that was. I think that's the implication. Yeah, I'm like either that was there or I inserted it because you asked and I go another self. Wait, when did they say that? I don't know. Anyways. So that's what the film is about, and also the hit film Beauty and the Beast from Disney from the 90s. And also about how that person on Twitter isn't actually your friend just because you follow them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does this really cool thing that I've seen, I, I believe Hasoda's done it at least once before, where it's like, social media, is that just an anxiety attack as you stare at nothing but a full desktop of notification screen? <laughs> That does have several times That does happen several times in this movie It does <laughs> I think that's I think it's fair to represent Social media at large in online lives As nothing but the panic attack I think that's really interesting Like, like you keep you keep seeing Hasoda Try to make the metaverse real And, and then you, you think of like Hey we created the Terra Nexus From the classic sci-fi work Don't create yes. the Terra Nexus <laughs> I did, I did think I did think immediately in this movie during like crowd shots of the metaverse we see a rabbit girl musketeer mm -hmm. a furry mm -hmm. a monkey mm -hmm. like not a, a monkey for just a monkey <laughs> a guy with two geese woven together to make a face uh-huh 
and I'm pretty sure I saw something close enough to an Amogus. Meaning, <laughs> meaning this movie understands it. the idea of the metaverse much better than anybody actually trying to build the metaverse. Of course. It, yeah. it is. Like, all those background shots of the wildly, disparately designed and proportioned characters are, on the one hand, fascinating, visually appealing. Like, it, it really ups your immersion that, yeah, it doesn't look like 800 NFTs all draw by the same person. These things are actually very, very different. So it looks like the outcome of a lot of different people's input. On the other hand, it's it's sort of an interesting unspoken part of this movie's setting where everybody seems to be cool with this company's algorithm declaring how they really are inside. And some of them are like weird fish monsters and they're like, yeah, that's me. What's up? I mean, I know people like that. I, I, yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was looking at uh, Suzu's best friend, Hiroka. Uh, and her goblin thing yeah. she becomes when she her goes in there. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm yes. like, are you a Digimon? Are you from Dot Hack? What are you from? <laughs> am, am I mixing you up with the Dragon Seeds character? That's the weird root. I don't understand. And I, I still don't know exactly what that's from. So audience, if you're listening to this and you know what that is incredibly, like Trials of Mana was another one where I'm like, is it that? Please post it in the comment section. This is your call to action. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, large part of the core plot is that uh, Suzu has suffered through the childhood trauma of watching her mother drown to save another child in torrential rains in a river. And she can no longer find herself able to sing in real life. However, when she goes into you, they have created a beautiful character, a beautiful ass for her uh, named Belle. Which is French for beautiful. <laughs> if it has an E. A couple things about that, this this backstory. One, I loved the really crushing scene where it's just like, here's all the parent other adults she knows shit talking her mom. Yep. Mm -hmm. After yeah. she's dead. And I think it's really funny that they very transparently modeled this modeled Belle, the avatar, after a Disney princess. Like it just looks like that but in 3D. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like there's a very specific one. There's literally 20 to 30 minutes of this that is Beauty and the Beast, so it makes perfect yeah, sense. It, 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 and her it, name it, is It Belle. is weird how <laughs> it is very, yeah, yeah, but still, even if it's Beauty and the Beast, you don't expect to be like, no, they just, they just like modeled <laughs> her and changed the hair. Yeah. It, uh, and added freckles. I had never watched Beauty and the Beast before this. Mm. I just recognize scenes from stuff I'd see in trailers and whatnot. So I watched Beauty and the Beast this morning. <laughs> okay. Actually seeing that Belle just looks like Belle in this movie, I was I was kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's pretty funny, honestly. I, I think it's funny and it's something you can play around with, but a large chunk of this film is just we're going through the steps of Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think this is interesting. Can we speed it up or have an interesting angle to it within this construct? Because, you know, interesting things happen before and after that. But they don't have a different, like, they don't have a different idea of what should occur within these scenes. They literally also have weird constructs of, well, there's AI, and the AI replaces the souls of the damned trapped in the castle of the beast from the original uh the original disney film <laughs> this seems kind of like um it's like they had it's like a soda had multiple ideas and didn't really have a good way for them to mesh together because there's the there's the whole there's there's like the the social media element where it's like you have multiple people who are like 
it, does this, what is this person's dark? I, we're entitled to know these people's secrets, cuz. Yeah. yeah, they have the doxing arc. Yeah, there's there's a good amount of doxing yeah. arc in this. But but there's not just the doxing arc. There's stuff like uh, uh this this athlete won't take off his shirt because he's actually like a violent thug that goes out and gets into fights and he has like bruises and shit on him. And he's like no, and and it, he gets driven to have to like reveal that it's childhood scars from surgeries. He has to make like that that YouTube apology video. Except he's done nothing. Thing. People are just demanding yeah. to know everything about him. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I would consider that and part then, of that arc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this is all that. And there's also like the artist. So there's that element of the movie. And then the beauty and the beast element of the movie that seems entirely separate from it. Mm hmm. Until sort of the very end. And even then it's still it, it's still kind of separate about it. And and maybe doesn't have the great message, greatest message coming off the first chunk of it. Because mm -hmm. uh. it's weird to go, because it's weird to go, you're not entitled to know everything about these people. Fucking control yourself. To go to, well, it's a good thing she found out everything about this person because she shows she could help them. It it's this weird like the pieces, it's like jigsaw puzzle pieces, just Hasoda hitting them with a hammer. Like they go together now. Anga. Yeah, it 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 does not make a good cohesive message in a way that I could feel good about, uh, especially when the main characters are actively taking place and trying to dox people, but then acting like, well, it's going to happen anyways. It's a force of nature. No one can hide. And I'm like, what the fuck are you actively it, it, doing? It's this? like, it's eventually going to happen because we have that one, that one douchebag with his magic gun. That's like, I shoot the gun, the doxing gun. Yeah, it also kind of bothered me that because because Bell does verbally destroy him a little bit, but not enough. Yeah, that dude needed to be taken down. Yeah, Justin, <laughs> the blonde haired policeman with the magic gun that shows your real identity. God, everything about the climax of this film is a mess, including the part where he just randomly loses his sponsorships. That was funny as shit, because I was like, the climax here's why this like is happening. 40 minutes long. Here, here's. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because that would be spoilers as hell. And we can do that in like 15 minutes or whatever with a heads up. Sure. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of elements to this film. Um, it, for anyone who's ever seen The Boy and the Beast, I really enjoy the part of that film where they step out of the monster world and you get to see the boy acclimate. And I think that's a really interesting 20 minutes or so of that film. I kind of have the reverse relationship with this and how much of it is very, very directly Beauty and the Beast for about 20 minutes there where I don't have anything against the original film. Like I don't hate it. It's, it's, it's pretty solid, I guess, but I don't find it interesting to go through that here without an interesting, unique MacGuffin or mechanic or idea. Um, I felt like the, the context of where this is, where it's this online thing and, and they're like specifically, just in general, I feel like the context of it being in a metaverse world where they're trying to uncover who this character is and what's going on with them made it feel more distinct while still doing the Beauty and the Beast type of thing. Hmm. Where I'm like, okay, they're 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 going for this, and I don't really feel like it's more of a much of a, a con that they're going for this type of story, you know? Because it's Disney. Well, there's a difference between going for that type of story and being very direct with a ton of scenes mm. uh, out of curiosity have you seen the disney version yes okay 
I was just curious because a lot of people, uh, you know, we come from a generation where you might have looked at that as a child and your dad would have gone, you can't watch that Disney movie. That's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, know, that that is... That is a risky thing. I've seen that. I've also seen the uh, the sequel movie where there's an organ voiced by Tim Curry. I don't want to know anything about the sequel uh, now. Uh, you, you know, I, I almost considered <laughs> as a bit because I could, uh, based on Bob's tweet, I knew I knew that he was doing some prep work. I'm like, should I watch the live action Disney Beauty and the Beast movie as a funny joke. So when he finished the original, Disney Plus is like, hey, watch the live action one. It's 50 minutes longer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, red flag. <laughs> That's what about what about the other live action Beauty and the Beast? The, uh, the series? No, there was um there was some movie that was explicitly sp- I forget when it was. It was like Oh, oh, oh Beastly. Yeah, Beastly. I know because they made a Wii game. <laughs> <laughs> the the one where like the guy gets cursed to be brooding and cool where mm-hmm. it's like doesn't work at all because it's like I'm gonna curse you attractive guy to have scars and a bald head and look, look really intense all the time and I'm like I don't think that's gonna hurt his chances with women more like change which ones he has to go for no there's no way when anyone would date someone like that <laughs> But yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. And that, that's why I think it's really funny that we're covering this here on Weaboots because the prior film we covered was was Bubble, which is this pr- this thing I don't like about this film, Cranked to 11, where it's like, there's nothing else to enjoy about Bubble. It is just The Little Mermaid, but not as good. Uh, this, however, yeah. it's more of a detour that I don't enjoy. I do enjoy, weirdly enough, uh, like the entire high school drama hierarchy her background and trauma she's been through, her relationship with all these different groups and characters. And outside of the ending, which we'll get to in a moment, and this detour into being Beauty and the Beast very directly for an extended period of time, I actually really like this. Uh, It is a Mamoru Hosoda film, so at a certain point, it's like, yeah, of course, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he gets to just do these teenagers hanging out in high school, it becomes extremely Mamoru Hosoda core. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is a lot of fun. You know, Suzu, she hears the thing she doesn't expect, and she's shocked by this, and she makes the face. Yes. She wakes up (laughs) and makes the the face. face. (laughs) It's one of the first things she does in the film. She may then have left through time. I'm not sure. We're unclear. She stumbled. (laughs) That may have been time travel. (laughs) Yeah. um, There was a scene uh, later in the film, so I won't like dig very deeply on it because I don't know how how we use spoilers on this show anymore. Where it's characters confronting their feelings and there's a lot of not animation happening for long parts of it. And I'm like, this is the best scene in this movie (laughs) because it just feels really human of characters like Going, oh fuck! How do I deal with this? <laughs> how, how do I how do I talk to people I care about? <laughs> like another thing about this movie that kind of bugs me is so much of it feels like it's set up to establish the misdirect. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they obviously want to misdirect you on who the beast actually is. You would. It is natural, I think, to some extent, to assume the beast. We, we can't talk about this. Without, I'm going to open yeah, up spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the spoilers. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and open up spoilers. Let's go. I think it's natural to assume someone in the main cast is the Beast. And it won't be a character yes. who's introduced into the film in the last 20 minutes in the real world. Uh, I wouldn't say that 
I actually, <laughs> for me personally, I assumed Justin would be someone we knew first. I assumed that was going to be the friend who's overbearing or her father or something. And when it did not end up being that, I was kind of surprised. It it does kind of feel like they don't do anything with that. Yeah, when they when they didn't really explain any of the things that he literally in a dialogue goes, "Wouldn't you like to know?" and she's like, "No, not really." And I'm like, "I, I don't I don't know, Suzu. Maybe you should act a little interested." I'm I'm curious. Like I yeah, I kind of felt like they would eventually like be like Justin is actually that baseball player or something. But then there's just nothing. He just kind of falls out of the movie. It feels like. Yeah, the Justin for some reason I just started getting intense feelings of this guy doesn't actually mean anything. He's not here for any reason. He's just here as this he, character. He's there because we need. He's there because we need Gaston. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they needed a, some sort of an antagonist for the virtual world aspect of it. You know, it's it's I mean, it's, it's it's brilliant that yeah, like Field, they needed him for the Gaston, just like they needed AI to exist as a concept in this film to fill out the the animate objects of the Beast's castle. That was another they weird misdirect where I was like, oh, there's AIs that, that are hiding in the castle. Clearly, it's not someone we know; it's some programmer person. And then it's just like, no, the AI the AI is being there meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing; it's like slots to fill mm -hmm. in this original work that is the Beauty and the Beast. Like it, it just it, it we we are doing that story, so we need these slots filled. So we must have a guest on. So it, it, that's why it feels weird when that isn't tied to anything in the real world. Like I get him as a force of nature, right? You know, he is you know the exact thing they're talking about. Of eventually, people will figure out who you are because people suck. And I'm like, is this a person? <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I figure him ending up not being important, not being tied into the plot or anything was was a, a necessary, like, mechanical part of his role in the story where he shows up with his fucking furry uh, lynch mob and they've got all the goons and he's, he's got this, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the giant truth laser and then he just fucking disappears because he's he's not actually important. He's just some asshole with an axe to grind that he's not part of this story at all. But see, here's the thing, though, right? Mm -hmm. Watching this, it just made me think about Sword Art Online doing the self-arranged, like, pol political thing in laws and governing, and you get weird knight organizations. <laughs> and I was like, ah, yes, this, too, will be a libertarian's paradise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so when the furry brigade shows up, I'm like, we're here for Furcadia to knock your knees in. Oh, like, oh the, the architects, you know, say that we have everything we need, but they didn't count on us needing violent fascism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really how it comes off. Because I feel like a, another thing is like the movie doesn't really, and I, I guess that's supposed to be like a Beauty and the Beast thing. It's like, why are you fucking after this guy? Because he beat a bunch of people at, at virtual karate? Because there's not the implication of him just jumping people. It's like, no, he beat, he, he, he goes to the martial arts section, beats everybody up. And I'm like, isn't that what it's for? Are you mad because his, his win ratio is too high? Is this just John's? He, he beat him too hard, though, Feel You have to understand, well, they turned into data. And no, 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 no it damaged and, the data. That's, that's the way it, they describe it every time. He, he beats them until mm. he damages the data. And I'm like, he did, he did. He didn't make he didn't make the mechanics, my man. I'm sorry you didn't prep your <laughs> yes. VR game for the new type. Well, yeah, I mean, but like this up, is bitches. This is the new meta. He, he he's he's not you know following the rules and staying inside of society, so he's not part of Justin's pure white Aryan truth of how <laughs> that includes <laughs> how the a dear lady. Should <laughs> they should have included one scene of uh, 
after he exposes Belle with the truth laser and she sings and everybody still, you know, accepts her. They just should have shown one guy like hanging from the rafters. <laughs> and then we never see Justin again. <laughs> God. Um, when they first introduce the beast, they literally say, it's the beast inside you. And I had the thought of, oh, is what? this like all a metaphor? Like it's inside of, uh, he represents the beast inside everyone. <laughs> oh and God damn is, it. And is this, is this the lyrics like... from a song in Nocturne? Oh. <laughs> and then I just started doing the beauty and the beast. And I'm like, oh, I, I was reading too much into this. And then I, at some point she's holding a, a teacup. There was a crack in it. And I was like, huh, okay. So she keeps using it and it's damaged, but that's fine. Oh no, that's just another beauty and beauty and the beast reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really weird because I swear to God, in one of the first opening lines, they say the beast name is the dragon. And then everyone keeps calling him the beast forever. And I start feeling like I'm insane. That must have never <laughs> yeah. happened. And after an hour and 20 minutes, the subtitles, when he speaks, pops up with the dragon. And I'm like, thank yeah. you, God. <laughs> You're no, like, I, I didn't no dream idea. this name. I didn't yeah, catch that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. That's why when Dan's already talking about him as the dragon, I was like, who? They're like, oh, Dan, <laughs> you didn't take your medicine. Soon you'll be talking about naked butt Yoda dancing in this movie. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, Dan isn't fun geriatric. He, he just sits there and says, no, that's not that character's name at all. Serious, this film was gaslighting me. <laughs> it was hard watching that. I'm like, no, you said his name was something else. Please, fucking God. In Japan, this is called The Dragon and the Freckled Princess. Mm. Oh. I feel like that would have that would have helped you not betray that this was Beauty and the Beast immediately by going, Belle is the name of the movie. <laughs> Belle is her name. Here's the maybe, beast. Maybe you, maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't have uh, had that element of the movie at all, honestly. Maybe you should have truncated it a little bit. Yeah, I I feel like it's a fine construct of an idea, of course, like worth exploring a little bit. But I feel like it it it, it doesn't really explore it. No, it doesn't feel like it adds much to this film, especially with the way it, it adds includes. things you can point at and go that I know what that is. <laughs> That's literally the only reason any of that shit is in here. Right. I hadn't seen that film in twenty fucking years, and is it like? Over and over again, I'm like, I know that shot. I know that shot. At least, at least in this movie, the beast's motivation is that he's an abused child mm -hmm. and not that he's just an asshole. Right. Like that's yes. that's where the entire motif ties in into this movie's story about the underlying reasons of people being the way they are and the constructions of their own personalities being based on shit you can't see and it's it, it's got that dual message of hey man everybody's going through some shit and you don't know but also it's the internet so maybe they're not they're just a giant fucking asshole <laughs> yes. look out i mean that is definitely the core idea of this film you know the beast of course the scars from the abuse he endures and uh bell with freckles <laughs> which every fucking random <laughs> like whenever they're they're like oh yeah you know her name's bell but shouldn't it have an eve to be friend french for beautiful no it's kind of cool because she's attractive but like not in a conventional way and i'm like what the fuck are you guys talking she has oh, freckles. She's got freckles and a ponytail what an ugly bitch I, I also that you can even recognize them freckles when she's cg bell like it's just dots like there's a, right. a perfect line i mean it looks like a henna tattoo uh -huh. honestly yeah <laughs>
Why wasn't anyone screaming to cancel her over that? I'm like, that's appropriation. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I get that that's the idea of the film. I don't think we needed to go that deep on, you know, the construct. Because once again, you, you get almost all of that immediately out of way less runtime from the idea, of, which, man, they really should have called this Bell with an E. <laughs> Would I realize that's not even a fucking... But yeah, anyway... <sighs> I feel like you didn't need to spend that long exploring the castle and the AI that ultimately doesn't matter and all these other things in order to get there. Okay, first of all, those AI all being weird, cutesy uh, Lisa Frank sea slugs is like the best thing I've seen all year. <laughs> I, yes. I made the and joke every of... second they're on screen is a joy. <laughs> when she meets the very first one, she's like, hey, what do you do? And I made the joke if she would vomit up her intestines <laughs> like a fucking sea anemone. <laughs> she would just be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's a little sinister. Like, I wonder how long people have spent in their weird AI maze. They're like, are you looking for the castle follow me to your death what follow me i would like to do meet my friend the minotaur <laughs> <laughs> all we see are the cute ones i assume there's one in the back with a knife probably it's just got it in its mouth <laughs> this tiny goblin uh something i really appreciated uh when comparing this to beauty and the beast is that the resolution is nothing like beauty and the beast at all hmm. where it's like oh they're not because for a while I thought the thing was gonna be oh is the, is the dragon going to be uh, Shinobu her 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 the the person that she's crushing on and then it turns out to be someone different who she doesn't really have like a like a relationship with like a romantic interest in and it kind of just goes we solved that problem and they don't really they're not getting together with these two characters I really appreciate that that's the direction. The, the you know the relationship between those two characters ended up getting at the end of the film mm. mm-hmm. where, where it kind of just ends where it's like you solved all these problems and improved as a person and you're probably gonna get with who you're crushing with and maybe you'll hang out with those two kids from time to time maybe i would definitely appreciate that more as an idea because i always do appreciate it when it's not the the only empathy comes from whether or not you're gonna end up with someone <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah that's i think that's what really made the the last chunk of the film really resonate for me uh on top of how uh generally like sobering and raw it felt for me uh was just the fact that they did it because you know they're a good person and you know that's what they should do <sighs> right. not like a motivation of i have to do this because it's someone i truly love or whatever I think the concept there is good, but the execution here is god awful. Like, why mm, is that? I, 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 the, the way that, okay, we've introduced these kids are being abused by their father. Five adults saw this. They send the yeah. high school girl on her own to Tokyo for no reason. Dramatic effect. For dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah. That's literally it. And they're like, she won't be alone. And then she just is. And she manages to find these kids. And then to help them against their abusive father, stares at him until he stops being abusive. It feels so bizarre and unrealistic that it just, it drags everything about it down for me. Like, it just seems otherworldly and awful. It, it feels like there's, like, parts that got forgotten. Like, he was gonna hit her, but somehow it was being broadcast and he couldn't. 
like he cowered it out it, it's very strange the way it came off for me where it's like the dude is that cowardly shitty parent that's just like going to just hit children it's just fucking terrible but the fact that she stood up to him and just stared him down like that cowardly part of him just kind of broke him and went oh you guys don't actually like <laughs> you don't do that you usually you just take take the punishment and that's it and I feel like he just kind of had that had that moment where I'm like, I get it. I get what's, I I get how you could actually stand down, and it seemed convincing enough for me. Where it did they even really let her get to that point though? Because there are five yeah. adults who should not have let that situation happen. Yeah, no, you are right about them sending her to Tokyo. Like not getting on the train with her was weird. Um, also that they called the cops and the cops are like, nah, well, wait two days. <laughs> wait two days for what? Yeah. Uh, that, I don't know. That might be a quirk of Japanese. That seems to be a real law. thing. Yeah. That seems to be yeah. a real thing. I assume. Okay. But yeah, so, so the, so the, so the setup of that scene was, was a weird, like we're not going for no reason, but no, yeah, the actual scene itself, I'm with KZ on this one was great. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I need the conclusion of the film in this case because of the subject matter they're dealing with to be very deliberate about things explaining that things are okay now mm -hmm. like as someone who's had a lot of friends in similar situations really well, fucking chafes with me that it's just and then she stared him down we're not going to talk about how things will go from here forward i'm like no that's the important i thought this film was about yeah <laughs> this they, really bugs me they, like they just they, teleport back to home and everything's fine and it's like what <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's well, additionally I mean, weird because while the conclusion being about, you know, as I said a moment ago, I appreciate that it isn't, well, I stopped him from getting abused, so now he's my love interest. I appreciate that, but it does yeah, feel really real, weird. Real weird. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't even be close to the first time that's happened in a fucking movie. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that. But when not given this closure or firm establishment of it's going to be fine from this point forward, or there's firm evidence that this has diffused the thing, right? I mean, I feel like how would you tie that up nicely without it feeling way cheaper? Yeah. Because I, th I think that was part of the setup. But like, like even he was saying, like, everybody says, we're going to help. We're going to talk to your dad. We're going to do this thing. And there isn't a quick fix to this situation. He's in a shitty situation. And I don't think like showing a scene of uh, an aunt materializing from nowhere to take them away or the kids going into the system would have been really any better as an emotional tie-off. No, I, I agree that you couldn't do something like that briefly, but I definitely know some areas of the film I would like cut back on in order to give me a little bit more closure over the situation and feel like something definitively changed about their situation. But that that's, that's you know, that's the ending part for me. Like, viewing the rest of the film outside of the 20 minutes of being in the I really enjoy a lot of what's going on. I, re I, I still really wish that part of the climax of this movie wasn't a doxing is good sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that kind of uh, undermines a big chunk of the movie. Like, I, I don't think you needed the element of the abuse video getting posted online because that didn't seem to do anything but prompt, but like create a false like urgency that I'm not sure was needed for it to be, you could literally like exercise that part and it could be exactly the same with the exact same events happening. Yeah, I wasn't going to get into the weirdness that is. So is everyone in you live streaming themselves playing you? 
what is and the, the and yeah. just the, and and, and and like Bob brought up it is really weird how there's just like the crowd of adults in the back of that room mm-hmm. for the whole climax scene when they don't really do anything right like the moment they like choir ladies squatted up i was like fuck yeah and then they stood in the back of the classroom and didn't really accomplish anything yeah that, yeah, that it, was weird it yeah. was really upsetting because it made me think of other hosoda films it was like no the adults have to stay out because there's like this game interface they can't use like they they genuinely the kids are the ones who can do this thing they've messed or they're leveled up high in the game whatever other excuse you have but they will do everything they physically can is a human in the real world. And the conclusion of this movie is the, is the real world. They're humans. They can go take care of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's true. The The brigade being like, she needs our help. And then they know where she is instantly and go there. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're doing a, a troop thing now. And then that does not happen. That is true. Yeah. And I thought that there was also, like I said, that line before of Belle's not going to be alone when she goes to Tokyo. So I thought there was going to be some scene of like, oh, yeah, everyone in Tokyo knows who Belle is. So she's able to work with social media. Right. She was going to and- crowdsource getting this guy's ass kicked. Yes, I thought she would show up <laughs> on the street with a horde of people. Like, noblesse oblige, bitch, and like 10,000 people show up. <laughs> that was- it would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if the movie literally ends with doxing is cool and so are angry mobs. I think that would have been the funniest and broad shit ever. <laughs> they still just have all the same shit as the villagers from Beauty and the Beast. They've got pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Dad is chased up on top of some castle that's in Tokyo for some reason. He's pulling a car and they're knocking on the door. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> Go away. No. But yeah, the, the musical uh, angle of this movie, I really enjoy. The visuals are a delight. I enjoy. Speaking of the music, did you, yeah. you mentioned subtitles. Did you watch this uh, subbed? Subbed with the English dub. Because that's the oh okay. I, I was, was going to say like I, I went to HBO Max and the only thing they gave me was the dub. But I'm like I've never no, seen. No, you have to. Okay, oh. here's what you have to do. You have to go to the summary, the page oh, where it shows God, the summary. The option somewhere, <laughs> motherfuckers. And you have to click on English and it changes to Japanese. Motherfuckers. <laughs> UI design is a solved problem. Stop fucking it up. <laughs> hey, don't don't worry. This streaming service is melting. Yeah, they're, it's not going to exist anymore in a year. So, God, I mean, like I was it saying, it might be gone on Monday. I, I've never seen a bad dub for a hosted a film, so I was like, okay, whatever. I was going to watch it in Japanese because I knew there was a lot of music in it, but yeah, apparently the the voice actress for the English does both the singing in the in the yeah. voice of the characters. Yeah, so, you can tell. Yeah, it's it's pretty and, solid. And she did an know, awesome she, job. Yeah, she does this really is well. th- as as a fan of Nerima Daikon Brothers, <laughs> I can say this is possibly the best sung American dubbed anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like in a lot of animated films when they're like, okay, we're doing a musical, you can immediately tell the uh, actor switch. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt good that this felt like really 
really genuine and fluid in that way. I keep being told Symfo Gear can't be dubbed, and I'm just like, look <laughs> at this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sorry, they're, it's... like they're not going to drop G Kids money on the Symfo Gear dub. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, that. See that? That's part of that. <laughs> Put it in the theaters. <laughs> What? What? 76 episodes? Yes! yes. Do it. I got me a big Do gulp it, of idiots. cherry red and an empty big gulp cup for that cherry red when I'm done with it. <laughs> Sir, you've come out here to refill your popcorn ten times today. <laughs> And yeah, like fucking, yeah, dub Simpho Gear. I either just have them do the songs like 90s dub style or just cut to Japanese for the music. This is not hard. No. Now that I think yeah, about I, it, I had a very direct point of comparison. I went from watching Shirabako the series to this, and they do have to sing some stuff. Oh. Uh-oh. It wasn't the worst I had seen. I think Narima Daikon gets to hide under being a comedy. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> so it works in its favor that maybe some people are hideously terrible at singing in that. <laughs> so, so looking through the dub, I was trying to like look at the cast list to see see what kind of dub this ended up being. You know, compared to like say when Ghibli will do something and they try to get like celebrities in. Like, what what was the cast looking like? And then I hit Justin, mm -hmm. and then I just start freaking out because I've been watching the boy. Oh no, it's the deep. He's voiced by The Deep, the most pathetic character I've seen in my life. So when in I saw fiction. that dude's mugshot in the cast list, I started like wheezing and crying. Yeah, like, we had yeah, we had I had to deal with that watching the boys. I'm like, I've seen this motherfucker. Oh, he's vicious in Netflix Bebop. Oh, like, oh no. no. It was really aggressive, and then I'm like, what other voice credits do you have that aren't acting? It's like none. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of um I, I think there's a couple, like there's not there's an not insignificant amount of peep of like other actors just doing roles in this. Or people who do both at least. Mm -hmm. mm. There's a point in this movie where we see Bell drawn instead of CG. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. made me wish that they had drawn most of the or at least more of the in the CG world stuff. I would have been fine if it were, there was none drawn, but it's weird to have both. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I was telling you with watching Shirabako. Uh, nowadays, we have diegetic reasons that things become cheap CG. <laughs> uh, and Shirabako is about an anime that's being rushed, so it makes sense yeah. for every scene. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, and this takes place in the virtual world. It takes place in you, so of course she's 3D there. Right. There you go. At least, uh, At least the model's good. Right? Like, I think overall the 3D in you looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty pretty solid. I do like in the climax when they're like, okay, they're gonna... She's, she's going to dox herself, so she's also CG. And that ended up looking fine, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for the uh, the voices to show up and just be the bad guys from Transistor. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. They, they, they opened with that lore drop of like the five architects of you known as the voices. I'm like, oh, this is going to be very integral to the story. Yeah, I, I feel like there probably was some draft of this where that happened, right? Like, I feel like this has to be after several rewrites. It now has 20 minutes to be the beast and then a weird messages that are mixed. It definitely feels like it was rewritten at some point. Yeah, like that just feels like 
it happened. Yeah, mm. I really want to see like a postmortem on this. This is the first Hosoda film I've ever finished where I'm like, I need to know the evolution of this because yeah. that's fascinating. So our thing about Belle just being, you know, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, the person they hired to help with that was Jin Kim, who was an animator at Disney from 1995 to 2016 oh, and mm -hmm. also worked with them a ton beforehand oh, yeah. on stuff like Darkwing Duck and Goof Troop. It makes sense. So it was it was very yeah, like he worked on Hercules. So huh. very, very deliberate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's there's a shot when they're doing the dance, like they they do the same rising tracking shot of the ballroom. Like, guess how much less it costs to do the CG this time around? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, as a joke during that moment in the in the movie, I pointed at the screen and yelled, "It's like that episode of The Critic." <laughs> Agra, that scene you were talking about with the well, it's B with a bell with an E at the end, which means beautiful in French, and then everyone gets weird. I'm like, I saw this interaction on Twitter when a, 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 a picture of a chicken or teens was next to an arcade machine in the last week. Thanks, retro gaming Twitter. <laughs> Where everyone's like, I'm going to get fucking yeah. weird about this. And I'm like, I wish you wouldn't. Every time they do a shot with all the speech bubbles, I'm like, yep, this sure is the internet. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Soda. I, I really liked that um that scene really early on where she gets established and gets 18 billion followers. Mm -hmm. And she's like, this sucks. Like, all of them hate me. It's like, it's only half of them. Yeah, but that's a big half. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, what is like, that? Can you please focus on the others? It was 11.5 million people who fucking hate me. That's a lot of people who hate me. <laughs> yeah, there was so much of this movie about stuff like that. And then, and then the first hour passed and it's like, we're now going to be about something else. Yeah, I yeah. see how the message of the movie is trying to be, you know, through connecting as people very intimately and directly, not through online, through masks and things. That's how you can help people. That's how you can save people. But when part of your movie's about doxing, it kind of has a weird message. I agree. It does feel a little weird going down. I get that, like, I get that she was able to make the connection when she completely dropped, like, the image, like, the facades. Mm. But still very strange for that to be the climax of the first half. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up now. As you know, here on Weeaboots, we don't know numbers because numbers are hard. So we just do whether or not we would recommend watching this film. We, we just spoiled a ton of it. <laughs> It's not oh, going to stop him. We're going to go through with it anyways. Let's go ahead and start with KZ Excellent. KZ, would you recommend watching uh, Bell? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I thought it was really great. I, I enjoyed many, many aspects of the film, especially a lot of that down-to-earth uh, teenage romance shit that was happening uh, throughout. Okay. Uh, we will now go to Mr. Feel. Mr. Feel? Uh, sure. Like, I have problems with it, but it still looks really nice, and I think the first... 70 minutes uh are really interesting with the the parasocial relationships and the the people who feel like you they haven't they're entitled to know everything about somebody mm -hmm. and the, like just the just the stuff about like no you have to address my delusions about you now <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i've read that comment <laughs> uh bob um if you've seen every other Hasoda movie and you're just desperate for more. 
Yes. Otherwise, no. Go watch any of those. This is the worst. Okay. <laughs> I see. I, th- I think there's like one or two I haven't seen. So I go, ah, I haven't. What was it? Mirai? I guess I haven't seen Mirai either. Okay. So yeah, one. I haven't seen Mirai. <laughs> what was that? So you should watch that one. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I dislike that movie a lot more than everyone on the planet. Ooh, now oh, it's fascinating. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't know, Dan. Have you seen a Digimon Adventure R War game? God damn. Yes. I should just bluff. Of course yeah, I have. of course. Yeah, that's of course. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. <laughs> of course. I should watch the real version and not the version they butchered to put into United the US theaters on top of something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that yeah. may that may be the worst dub job in the history of all of anime, yes. <laughs> and forced me to confront uh, Angela Anaconda. Something that I think should be a death pe- should be punishable by a death penalty if we're being honest. Uh yeah, Deke should burn. Uh Dr. Agro. Uh, I mean, it's it's a film directed by Mamoru Hosoda. So, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, a lot of it's very moving. There's a couple of scenes where he will climb literally into your heart with a pair of scissors and just fuck you up for a few seconds. Uh, it's always worth the ride. Okay. Uh, I do recommend watching this film. I also kind of get with what Bob's saying of like Mamoru Hosoda's made some absolutely amazing films. And I would definitely recommend a number of those first. But I do think this is a good film worth watching, unlike Bubble. <laughs> S- stop! We don't we don't need to talk about Bubble anymore. You're looking at a situation here where you have two films. Both of them are referencing and acting out things from a popular story or thing that a Disney movie did. Uh, but Bubble had nothing to say ever, and there was like no story there. There's a story here at all. It also helps that no one in this film's going, oh my god, it's just like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> if, well, if they had an AI, just say that. <laughs> now, now, despite the fact that this podcast said Beauty and the Beast 850 times, they don't do that in this movie. And that is a real buff. <laughs> you know, the, the perfect thing uh, for anyone who, who hasn't seen the, the, the bubble episode of Wee Boots, go back and watch it. There are multiple times where I almost invoked the existence of this film. As I'm just like, this seems like a Hasoda-esque slot for a film and ambitions, but based on this fiction, and they, they, they you know, I feel like Hasoda wouldn't make it so direct in that way. Uh, and he didn't, because you literally can't be that direct without having a character every 10 minutes going, oh my god! <laughs> it's just like the Little Mermaid! I think there's, I, you know, I think there's a big, odd, there's a big untapped market for just making new audio tracks for a movie that's exactly the same as it is, but you get Rich Evans to yell the <laughs> subtext on top of the dialogue oh, no. every 15 minutes or so. I think the recast to have Chikami voiced by Rich Evans was really good, actually. See, we'll 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 start with we'll start with uh with District Nine, and just every 10 minutes, Rich Evans will yell, "Oh my God, it's about immigration." <laughs> Why, why did you have to make District 9 political? 